The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And here we are inside the SWBC podcast studio, the brand spanking new SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco. And this is Mick Shots. And this is Wednesday. And two weeks from today, I think, right? Two weeks from today will be the official start of Giants Week. You think? After you... uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, the, the, be the, the work first, week. The work week begins really on Wednesday, right. uh, in the Sunday night game on September. It's fast approaching. It are, can't get here soon enough. Are they allowed to sneak in a practice on that Monday? Too? <laughs> they, they can, they, they but the official start. That, I mean, it's, right? Wednesday is the start of the work week. All right, officially in the I'm NFL. With you so on it's that. two weeks from today. But we had a practice. We were able to enjoy either live, free in person at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco or streaming live on DallasCowboys.com last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys night. And it was a eventful day. I don't know, Everson, if you realize just how eventful it was as uh, Jerry Jones was making appearances throughout the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no. Sorry, sir. I, I was think not. you didn't watch. We had four not. press conferences yesterday. What? Uh-huh. Four. So, Jerry. Well, it was the, first the sponsorship press. Uh, Miller Lighthouse. Oh, the Miller Lighthouse. Built here what can you tell us about the District. Miller Lighthouse since Miller Light is a proud sponsor of uh, Mix Shots. Shots, right? <laughs> One of the. I'm going to watch what I say then. Do, <laughs> do, you get, do you get anything free I in the Miller know, Lighthouse I'm have because to go they're check a proud that out, sponsor? Bill. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, do you get free beer? It's, do I get free beer? Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> but Let me know when you do. It's, 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 it's a new sponsor, though, right? They built the, one of the structures in the Star District uh, is the Miller Lighthouse, and that's where people uh, will go to sign up for their tours, by the way, okay. uh, of the Star. And uh, that's what they'll start. And, and, and I'm sorry, they had a press conference. Yes, About that. For, of the inter- grand at the, opening at of the, it. At the Miller nice, Lighthouse. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Jerry was there. And Jerry was there. And then they had a press conference for the Texas Lottery. Okay. Which was just prior to Mike McCarthy's uh, scheduled press conference, and which got delayed a half hour then, for then McCarthy Mike, to speak. Coach came, up. coach came up. That's three, right? <laughs> yeah. That's three. No, Jerry answered football questions at the Texas Lottery. Okay. Uh, so that was another one. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Coach McCarthy... At like four, four thirty is 4:30. when he got started, yeah. and then Jerry addressed the crowd at uh, at the opening ceremonies of the uh, Frisco portion of training camp, Cowboys Night. Uh, he's excited about this football team. I would say it sounds like uh, he is. And if you had listened to the pregame show Saturday from Seattle, he talked about how he was happy with. Uh, the structure of the roster mm-hmm. uh, this year. So, and he reiterated yesterday a couple times, I think. So, so it was a pep rally. <laughs> well, uh, it was a pep rally. I, if I mean, you I'm, I'm call just trying. That. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the feel. Uh-huh. Know, That's kind of what it was. Yeah, it had the feel cool. of a pep rally. That's cool. As we That's cool. kick off this season. That's cool. But you missed it. Yeah, I know. 
Sorry, dang that's it. why we're. That's why you're here to get to get the lowdown on exactly yeah, what I'm happened. Meant to make it, but yeah, I got a life. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, did you get to watch any of the practice as you were broadcasting um, last night? Barely. That's what I figured. <laughs> He's got a life. No, I was. I was actually. Uh, I was. I was there, and Mickey was a part of it for two mm-hmm. and a half hours. We mm-hmm. broadcasted it, but it was wow. hard. But our vantage point, His it was back hard to was see. To the practice. <laughs> right. Oh, gee, I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe we started at five thirty. Now Mickey started at six fifteen. Maybe even though he was supposed to be there at five thirty. Bill just couldn't get wait to point that out. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Mickey, as he leaps through his legal pad of uh, notes there, there's so much to get to, including what happened during the practice last night. Mm-hmm. But how about we kick things off with you getting us up to speed on where this team stands injury-wise? Yeah. Uh, so we know, I mean, we talked about it uh, on Monday. I think it was official by then that DeMarvian Overshawn uh, Torres ACL uh, will be out for uh, the season. Mm. Uh, he said that uh, he hasn't, they hadn't scheduled the surgery yet. Um, I thought he was pretty funny when he was talking about, you know, they checked him. He walked off the field uh, in Seattle and uh, went into the blue tent. And next thing we know, he, he was getting carted into the locker room. And he said, yeah, when I got in the cart, I just thought they didn't want me to walk. I got a free ride to the locker room, <laughs> not knowing that the doctors knew right then and there that he tore his ACL. Yeah, he um, didn't look brokenhearted. You know when what? They, when he was on the cart, and and when we talked to him, he was pretty upbeat still. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry Jones uh, made a point of saying, "I've got to get Michael Irvin with him." Uh, because Michael, Interesting. Who said that the other day? Hmm. Uh, did I wonder. Bill we on Jones this show, we talked about that the other day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said that uh, he wants to get Michael Irvin with him because uh, he said Michael Irvin told me that, uh, you know, through that recovering from his torn ACL in 1989, uh, that that's why he ended up where he was and caused him to work harder. And I asked uh, DeMarvion when he got done talking yesterday, I said, has Jerry talked to you yet about it? He goes, no, but uh, I hear that he wants me to get with Michael. And uh, and, he, and he just had a good uh, outlook at he's got that He's got that personality about it. He's right? got a, a very uh, positive outlook on life. I'd be crying in the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it probably gave him a false sense of that, okay, well, maybe I'm okay when uh-huh. he was able to walk under yeah. his own power off the field. Right. You know? So, uh, but. But you've seen that a lot with ACLs where guys actually sure have, yeah. will content, can, are able to actually continue playing in a game and they've already torn their ACL. So, you know, the good thing is. Is that you know he realizes this is his new job is to rehab uh, and get ready for next year and he'll have time now you know he he should be ready to go uh, probably by May of uh, uh, next year. Mm-hmm. You look at the timeline on Terrence Steele, right? He tore his ACL early December 
And he was, you know, his, you know, he worked hard in the rehab program, and you know, he was going full tilt by the start of training. Camp. Right, exactly. And he was able to do some stuff during OTAs as well. And um, but having said that, not all ACL tears are the same. And well, plus, this- it's, it's sometimes if you're going to have that happen, it's good to have it happen when you're extremely young. Mm-hmm. And he, he like in the be, case of Michael Irvin, yeah, was a- he'd be able to come out of that. In good fashion, and you know, when you get older, it's yeah. always tougher. You know, if you at the end of your career, we talked about old man injuries last mm-hmm. year, and yeah, this is you know, this is not an old man injury. This is something that happened. It's almost like Tommy John surgery. I was going like, to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some pitchers have Tommy John surgery before they even mess get up to the majors, uh, right? right? But it's almost like most successful pitchers in the, in Major League Baseball, they've, they've all had Tommy had John it. surgery. They've it's almost like. It. Uh, <laughs> Something that you have to go through yeah. to strengthen your arm to be able to um, pitch at that level. You know, I think the the hard thing for him to swallow is the fact that, you know, we knew he's going to make the team, but he was going to have a role on this defense mm-hmm. uh, as you know in the changeup uh, defenses, and he was going to be uh, a core special teams player, and that was one of the things John Fossil, I'm sure. He's probably more devastated than maybe Overshawn is that he lost the guy that he was counting on to replace Luke Gifford on all the special teams. So uh, that one uh, certainly hurts. We know John Stevens also tore his ACL. And and by the way, he was out on the practice field. uh, Yeah, Bill uh, saw this. Isaiah Stanback actually saw it first. Um, He was out there and they were doing some ball drills before practice and he's out there even with a torn ACL <laughs> and he's you know catching them football and stuff and, and they're those two guys are very similar uh, in terms of their positive spirit that yeah. they have about them okay you know John Stevens and DeMarvion Overshone and, and so, he was going to make the team too I mean it became I, pretty it, it clear was, right? it was no one really would have thought that before training camp started, but he had made that kind of impression, uh, not only in practice but also in the in the first game that uh, that he could make an impact in a crowded tight end room. And they have not had the surgery yet. Correct? No, no. Yeah. And, and uh, Overshawn said they haven't scheduled his, or at least he doesn't know that it's been scheduled yet. Uh-huh. Uh, now. The other downside for both guys, since they're rookies on their rookie contracts, uh, it looks like both guys have split contracts, meaning if you make the team, Mm -hmm. but you have, well, you didn't make the team, but if you have to go on injured reserve, you get like 50% of what your base salary Mm -hmm. was going to be. So that's a significant downside. That, that's yeah, it significant. Is. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since the first Cut my year, money in half. <laughs> I think the first year minimums getting close to even for eight. a draft pick. Uh, not the first or second round, but the third like round, third, fourth mm-hmm. on down. Mm-hmm. So the first year base is close to like eight hundred thousand. Yeah, we yeah, went we, we went through that, that right a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. yeah. So you know that's that's a significant deal, but. You know, not everybody gets paid to rehab from surgeries. You know, you hope your insurance covers yeah. it, me and you, mm-hmm. but uh, no one's paying you to, to, to go through rehab. So uh, so those are those two. Uh, Matt Willetsko was at least in pads uh, during the practice. I saw him jogging off to the side. So 
That's encouraging with the subluxation uh, he suffered in his right shoulder. Ronald Jones was doing the same thing. That's the first time I saw him in pads since he I suffered all about him. Uh, his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, who's been on and off during training camp, uh, was at least in pads again, jogging on the side. Uh, Chuma Doga is still out. Uh, so one of the things I saw in practice when Terrence Steele false started, okay, he's got to come out. Well, who's going to play right tackle? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go's not there. Josh Ball went in to play right tackle, even though he's been working uh, at the right guard position as a backup spot. Um, so, and they had uh, T.J. Ba- there were times where T- because Zach Martin is still ramping up. T.J. Right. Bass was going with the first, and team. because they don't want to wear out Tyron Smith. Awesome Richards was at uh, left tackle. Awesome, awesome, A S I M. Awesome. So you better be able to play right to live up to your name. So those guys, those guys got snaps with the first team, and what Bill pointed out about T.J. Bass that was significant because they had been working ball at right uh, guard and he was now uh, with the second team Uh, so uh, they're taking a bit a a longer look uh, at T.J. Bass also Forniak is still with the second team at center and the reason we mention these things is it's pretty significant this offensive line is set with Tyron Smith Tyler Smith Tyler Biotish Zach Martin and Terrence Steele but now They've got three to four backup spots that they've got to settle. And if they're doing it in-house and with Chuma Adoga injured, um, there's some open spots on this 53-man roster that they're going to have to settle within a week. Oh, one more thing. And with uh, – and you'll like this. Uh, with, he's, he's pointing at Everson if you're just yes, listening to Yeah, it. sorry. Um <laughs> I keep thinking we're on TV. There's cameras all over the place, right? Uh, with Overshawn out, uh, they have started working Marquise Bell uh, at that linebacker spot that Overshawn was working mm-hmm. at. And he was like, whatever they want me to do, I'm good with it. And uh, I got a chance to talk with him after practice. And I said, you know, I said, do you ever wake up in the morning and think where you were and where you are now? And he said, every day, hmm. every day I feel blessed that uh, I'm – and whatever they want, it, I'll work on it and work on it. And, you know, that sounds like his, me in college. Right? I wake up, woke up a lot of days and I'm thinking, where was I and where am I now? And, you know, he's kind of built He's kind of built to be a linebacker if you look at his size. We're, we're way, that's way off course. There, yeah, right? that's why I just went on, right? So I was, in regards to Overshawn and, and Bell, so obviously he was out playing Bell. Uh, for, for well, he would, Bell was at safety, okay, okay right, okay. and then Overshawn was playing kind of the uh, nickel linebacker spot. Well, see, because that's what they thought of Bell last year, and so I was wondering if he's losing ground or you know what he's looking like. No, they were using him mm-hmm. as a true safety, nice, okay, close to the line of scrimmage, okay. sort of that J. Ron Curse yes. type thing, and that's yeah. what they. Yeah, how does were that position? At. Because Overshawn, it kind of has that's those same qualities that Curse has. How, yeah. how does the Curse position differ from what the Overshawn position was in this? Uh, defense? Well, uh, other than experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but as far know, as the role on the defense, yeah, I mean, there's I so mean, many sub packages. It might have so been. 
and shared depending yeah. on what package they were going to use. Because you think about it, Bell has that same kind, although he's smaller, he has right. the same yeah. kind of He's not traits. as tall, rangy, but mm-hmm. the weight but is... the way he plays. The way he plays and how physical he is. And he was saying, you know, the thing he had to get used to was being closer to the line of scrimmage and seeing the run fits. You know, we all... It seems like all we ever worry about is coverage and ability to rush the quarterback. Right. Well, there's other things that go along with those positions, like playing the run. Yeah, and, you have to fit. Right? Everyone has to be coordinated. And you got to see it sooner. And down the line. Right, That's when right. you're closer to the line of like, scrimmage. Like uh, Sean Lee. I always think of Sean Lee. When you're close to the line, he always knew what was coming. He anticipated it, and he would just beat the block. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't wait on it. He would just beat the block. So when you were safety getting close to the line, did you play the run? Oh, so smart, Spag. <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't fool me, man. <laughs> they, no one going to get me. I, not at all. I studied. I studied. There we go. So, so can, I got to ask you, when is, when is uh, Taylor getting here? I mean, it's done deal. Jonathan? Yeah. I mean, it's done. We're not talking about that. Oh, sorry. Okay. You know, I'm an amateur. You're on the wrong podcast. Yeah, sorry for that, sir. Well, (laughs) um, all we can say about that is the Colts gave him permission to seek a trade. Oh, yeah, that's news. And and Jerry's response basically was Mm -hmm. that we always look at everything and he went on and on about, you know, whatever we can take advantage of. And then he got to the back part of it and he said, but, you know, we do have uh, a salary cap and we do have things that we have yeah, to take care yeah, of. Yeah. And so that always enters into decisions and like that. We might add, uh, when you think about Zeke's dead cap money. That's right. Uh, and what Pollard's being paid, how much of this, what percentage of this salary cap is already devoted to running backs? Well, uh Right off the top of my head, not much. Tony no, Pollard, no, a lot because no, of Zeke's money. Tony Pollard's ten million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, and Zeke's five point eight in dead money, mm-hmm. and another six next year. And then whatever you're paying the other running backs that you're right. going to hold, however many you're going to keep, young right? Guys. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, since you brought up running backs, I think it's pretty clear. I don't think we needed to be told this after watching the Seattle game, but Deuce Vaughn's on this 53-man roster. Oh, man, that was close. Rest assured. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> I don't think we have to even worry about that. Can we talk about Zeke's haircut? Um, he know. had it cut. <laughs> yes. And let's point that out, that when I ran into him the end of June here at the Star, the hair was cut and the beard was shaved. Nice. So it's not like everybody's saying, well, see, Bill Belichick yeah, made him. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Belichick that was the first thing, right? Well, it was already done. whip him in the shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or was he just grooming for the interviews that he had to do this summer? And maybe. In anticipation. Maybe. Like, like you're going you're like look, for a job. I think he, he knew like he was going to meet me coming off the elevator. <laughs> he said, oh, I better groom up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. And I was just looking at over-the-cap numbers, um, and uh, as you mentioned, Pollard's at 10.09, and um, yeah, there's a lot of money that's devoted to running backs on this team as it stands right now. Well, it's going to be, by the time you have two more guys on there and base salaries, it's going to be close to, what, $20 million? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. All right, from practice itself last night, what uh, give us your report since you were able to watch practice. Um, thought Dak Prescott had a really good practice. 
Uh, another guy that I thought had a really good practice, and you know what they think of him now because he did not play in the Seattle preseason game. Uh, Ferguson uh, had a couple really nice catches along. Jake Ferguson, the, the starting line. tight end. Yes, absolutely. Second year. And, um, you know, he, he in the receiving part of the game, I think between him and the other guys, they're going to make us forget Dalton Schultz. Okay. I, I, more, I really feel about, good about that. More of Mickey's Scout's Eye View of practice last night when we continue. We also have a Cowboys podcast text line that you're very familiar with, oh. Mickey. 817-290-3298 is the text line. And I'm going to be reviewing text and see oh. if any measure up to be to used on hit mix your shots. standards that, to put that, them on the air. That's right. When we come back here <laughs> on Mix Shots. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Isn't that a weird word? Roofer? Yeah, it sounds a little dangerous. Yeah. Just a little dangerous. Roof. That, that was it? That was it. Okay. 
What are you waiting? You Come on. Reads. <laughs> <laughs> it's one we are, line. We're not okay. doing reads, Bill. No, no reads. Say it one more time. The official roofer. No, the whole thing. K-Post roofing and waterproofing. The official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, there you go. We're back here with there Mixed Shots. Go. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Kick and it off. Be sure to visit the brand new Miller Lighthouse here in the Star Entertainment District. Yeah, be be ready to start the show. I just it, uh, you know. usually it goes a good thirty <laughs> seconds or so before it did all this. It was one line. That's what it is now. He was trying to drag out that one line. You just didn't, you know, yeah, didn't catch it. That's right. Yeah. Um, you can watch the Cowboys practice tonight once again at the Star and tomorrow afternoon as well. In person. Yeah, and free. Free. Yeah. But we're not streaming it. No, right? not streaming it. So you can't sit home and watch it on the stream tonight. Did they put up that elaborate stage at the Ford Center just for the I don't know. That was nice. Yeah. Up high? Mm-hmm. See, that's why they should uh, officiate football games up high like that. Yeah. So you can see what's going on. No, that would take away um, seats and tickets <laughs> if you're going to use the bottom section to be able to. Well, you just put high, high like those high chairs that they have for yeah, tennis. Yeah, and then you block people's view volleyball. of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you started your review of uh, practice, and you mentioned Dak, and you mentioned Jake Ferguson. Uh, I want to hear some defensive guys that caught your eye. Uh from what I was told, Sam Williams looked pretty good. Sam Williams has looked good all um, all summer long. I think he is another guy that doesn't uh, get a lot of attention just because of how well he played last year. But again, first year to second year, because you almost don't think of Sam Williams as just a second-year guy since he played so much uh, last year. But he's been a force to be reckoned with. Uh, as a pass rusher, and they will find ways to get him on the field. And one of the things they've been doing is moving some of the defensive ends uh, inside on pass rush. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a lot of times DeMarcus Lawrence, is when it's in pass rush situation, he's doing it from a tackle position. They were doing it uh, before he got hurt with Dorrance Armstrong also. I, li I like that. And having like four – Bonafide pass He rushers. plays the run better than any lineman that we have. Right. And putting him inside at that tackle position, he's so smart. He knows where the ball he's, He reminds me, we were talking about Sean Lee. DeMarcus Lawrence is one of those guys. Right. He, he knows where the ball is going before it gets there. And being at that tackle position, that's real strong. And that shows us up. One of the things, uh, another thing that they've been doing, and they haven't really everybody kind of backs off talking about it, but you can see it, is in some of those passing situations using Leighton Vander Esch uh, as a pass rusher, either as the defensive end or outside the defensive end like they were doing last year with Micah Parsons. That's a lot of man. Right? Yeah, that's a lot of man over there. And he, he is enjoying the heck out of that mm -hmm. opportunity mm -hmm. to rush the quarterback. Yeah. So – uh, that could help him with his athleticism. Yeah, I thought know. those things uh, stood out. Um, Osa ha has had a really good camp, one he of the has. starting defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. uh, and now the decision they're going to have to make on the defensive line, I don't know how many they can keep, but it could come down between uh, Neville Gallimore and Quentin Bohanna on how many big guys you can 
have out there uh, because Jonathan Hankins, I think, is going to be out there. We'll see if Mozzie Smith works his way into a starting spot or at least into the rotation uh, because in training camp, when you got Jonathan Hankins and Mozzie Smith lining up inside next to each other, mm-hmm. that takes up a lot of space to start with before they even move or, or don't move. Uh, so, again, uh, you know, Mozzie's starting to come around. Um, you know, I went back and looked at his scouting report, and one of the things they talked about was he was very good at holding up the double team, which I think he has done so far. And then it talked about his weakness was getting off the ball and penetrating, mm-hmm. and that's one thing they're still working on him to that's get That's hard for a big guy to do something like that. Right. It's easier said than done. The, the, the thing he's got to learn is not get turned. Like when he, he comes in and all of a sudden it's his shoulder mm-hmm. leading, well, mm-hmm. now they got him, right? Because yeah. now they'll take him where he <laughs> wants to go, right? He's got to go where he wants to mm-hmm. go. So that's one of the things they keep working with him. Let's talk Stefan Gilmore. We got a cornerback that's pretty good in his career that's sitting right here. And, you know, Stephon Gilmore, I was very impressed with him just talking to him. Uh, and that's one of the great things about training camp is we get an opportunity to actually talk one-on-one, get 10 minutes or so with players, whatever. And um, he is a, a guy who uh, has a great mind for the game. And it was interesting, Everson, because he said, going back to when he started his career, of course, he was a first-round draft pick of the Bills, what, 11 years ago now. But it was his career took off after Dennis Thurman was hired by the Buffalo Bills as their secondary coach. Was that when uh, Ryan was coaching? Yeah. Was that uh, when Ryan was head coach? Uh, I think it may have been. But Thurman was there. Dennis was his favorite. And so yeah. so uh, Thurman, uh, Gilmore says in 2016, uh, just you know, l- little things that Dennis would tell him. What you are know, the eyes bring Dennis Thurman. Wow, and and so here's what happened with. Uh, look at what happened. Gilmore's career right after that. Right, he made the Pro Bowl, I believe, in 2016 with, with Thurman as his coach. Then he was a free agent. That was his fourth year in in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes to New England. He goes to the Super Bowl the next two years, wins one of them. Okay, and then 2019. He wins the uh, Defensive Player of the Year in the league. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Thurman had a pretty good impact on that, <laughs> would you that say? crazy? <laughs> Dennis Thurman of Thurman's Thieves. Thurman's Thieves. And he ended up right. in- influencing someone of that caliber. So I, didn't, did, I did, I did not an education. know that it went back that far. I, yeah. I had to educate Stefan on the background of yeah. Dennis Thurman with the Cowboys and Thurman's Thieves. And I'm so sure we talked he to had him. to know a little bit about it. Yeah, because you know Dennis told him about it. He better. <laughs> <laughs> he better. He better mention me Two four as well. Well, and, and <laughs> yeah. your name, your name came up, and uh, Stefan can't wait to meet you. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. He's a very thoughtful man. Mm-hmm. When you interview him, he 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 he's not. He doesn't say what just the first thing that comes to his mind. He, right. He thinks through. Right. And gives you. And a, he doesn't go on and on. He makes his point and stops. Mm-hmm. But it's very thoughtful. Sound like Belichick. He had a. <laughs> Because at, at first when I was told, okay, we give them a list, uh, the Cowboys uh, media relations crew, we give them a list of guys we'd like to interview. 
And because he's soft-spoken, Stefan wasn't at the top of our list. And so, yeah. and I, I, so I did, you know, I always, I, my philosophy in life is everybody's got a story. And sometimes oh, you just no, have to dig. Wow, a, I say that all the time. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you have to dig <laughs> a little deeper on some and, and, yeah. As soon as you hit a little uh, hot button with a guy, he'll start mm-hmm. talking. And with and what happened with uh, Stefan was talking about him. He's from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and his high school team. He, he has high school teammates were Jadavion Clowney, wow. <laughs> Devontae Holloman. Remember Devontae Holloman, who was yes. a draft pick here and played very well here and had a neck injury. Neck injury. He had to retire. Well, he's now the high school coach, the, the head, yeah. the head oh, coach cool. at their uh, alma mater or whatever. But they were all teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming out. In, in fact, Holloman in the Hall of Fame game, his rookie year, returned to interception 75 yards for a touchdown. I mean, he had a he, he was uh, he was the DeMarvion Overshone of, yes. that, uh-huh. of that class, yeah. and, but sadly suffered a career ending injury. But he's he's had a great career already at a very young age, even as a high school head coach in South Carolina. Uh, but Anyway, as soon as I hit that hot button and <laughs> Stefan's just talking and talking, and then when I mentioned Dennis Thurman, you know. But then it got me to looking back at the interception numbers. And, of course, this Cowboys team, you know, two straight years leading yeah. the league in takeaways. It's mm-hmm. not since the Steelers in the 70s yeah. uh, has a team done it two or three years in a row in the case of the Steelers. And, Mickey, those numbers from 1981 – Okay, which is ever since. Oh, the I was looking at that on on YouTube. And while you're something. calling that up, Everson looks at it every day. <laughs> Gilmore, <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I watch when I work out. Gilmore had a pick. Gilmore had a pick in the practice last yeah, night. That's right. too, by the way, Ever, Everson rookie year, eleven picks, and then two more in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Dennis Thurman had nine interceptions, mm-hmm. and yeah. Michael Downs had seven interceptions that year. The Cowboys had thirty-seven interceptions that season to lead the league and they led Thurman's thieves and they led the league this year with 33 takeaways so they had 37 interceptions Mm -hmm. in one season you know when you look at uh, when you look at this guy and and uh, his relationship with Belichick as well you know we have that connection you know Mm -hmm. when you think about how it elevated our careers he was there longer of course with Belichick and I'm sure that had a lot to do with him being defensive player of the year uh, being under that kind of tutelage because Belichick will make it simple for you. He does all the thinking. He likes to do all the thinking. And if you're smart enough, then you can do it along with him. It's interesting because he had, I think it came down to the Patriots. Or I mean, they, it was kind of the same deal that we're seeing right now with another Colts player where yeah. they, they've got an option. Uh, they were going to trade Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And so it came down to, all right, they're talking to the Cowboys. I believe they're talking to the Patriots too. He's and, gonna, yeah, okay. And okay. the and Stefan wanted to come to Dallas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, since you brought up Gilmore, bring up Brandon Cooks because they're almost identical type of people. Um, both of them are not afraid to help the young guys. Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tolbert followed him like a little puppy the whole time he's been here, uh, and he's been willing to teach. Give him advice, not only football advice, but training You're advice. You're talking Brandon Cooks? Brandon yeah, Cooks. Yeah, he, he will take him under his wing, his, yeah. air, his airplane wing. Yeah, uh, very good. <laughs> Bill's been waiting to throw that line out. What's right? with the airplane he, wing? He, he, he flies. Like, oh. 
to small the, planes. So the, yeah. There's, oh, there's okay. A, nice. So there's so a go ahead. video on uh, over the weekend in Seattle. He took a couple of his teammates up in a plane uh, over Elliott Bay in Seattle. Wait, wait. You're talking the real plane? Uh huh. Yeah. Airplane. I thought yeah. you meant like. No. no, like some video game. <laughs> no, no, the uh, the drones or things, something like oh, that. Oh no, no, talk no, flying. Wow. Yeah. Now he reassured. I would not. He reassured everybody. He had a pair. He wasn't the only. But he also. He, he, How many? Just one. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. He well, had he had Parsons. Okay, you uh, go. You go. Parsons. Uh, there was two two people. We gotta have more. more there parachutes. was two guys. There was two guys on the plane. Right? Um, okay, if you're if you're if they're fighting over one parachute, <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. winning? You who's know winning who's gonna that win. Fight? You know, who's it's gonna, a buddy Mike system. Is gonna be, Mar- Mike is gonna be. Mike is gonna be. My money's down. on Parsons. <laughs> but but, but uh, the Brandon was also quick to point out yes, there is a veteran pilot also on board that wasn't in that picture. Oh, There's nice. a co-pilot. Nice, co-pilot. Nice. Yeah. yeah, like a backup. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe he might have been the right, the main guy. The but, main guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm, yeah, not, I'm, that, not, I'm not that adventurous at all. Yeah. I don't even like. I've never gone up in a helicopter. I've I, one time I have. Yeah. Did you like it? No. No, I'm no. not. not never. A fan. As a matter of fact, I had an opportunity when we first got here, and Jerry was giving everybody tours on the helicopter, and uh, they were having the last ride, and uh, <laughs> PR asked me, "Do you want to go up?" And this was 2016, after the bus crash, and I said, "Nah, I think I'll keep my feet on the ground." <laughs> and I don't like the name of that, the last ride. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was several. There was several going but, but, but this on. Was, you're, it it was the last the, trip. Okay. Well, yeah, that made it. You made it sound like this is the last ride right. of the last of ride. Yeah. So this will be your last ride. All right, we've got the last ride of this edition of Mix Shots yeah. coming up in just Good a moment. Segway, nice. <laughs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, 
and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to mixed shots. Watch two of Texas's best high school football teams face off in the third annual Jerry Jones Classic presented by Whataburger. The Rockwall Yellow Jackets will take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns on Saturday, August 26th at 1 p.m. In the air-conditioned Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. You won't want to miss it. And speaking of those Rockwall Yellow Jackets, Cowboys played against the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday night and former Rockwall Yellow Jacket Jackson Smith in Jigba had that long 81-yard reception down to the one-yard line that set up a touchdown. Well, as he was tackled by Eric Scott on that play, Mm -hmm. he suffered a fractured wrist and he's undergoing surgery for it. He's out three to four weeks. I saw that. Mm -hmm. So he's in question for their opener, I think, against Philadelphia. You know, you you brought up somebody that I was uh, always been wondering about and how he's recovered from last year's Brief debacle. Uh, how's Jalen Tobit doing this offseason, this season? This training he camp? may be the star of training camp. Is that crazy? Outside of Deuce Bond. Yeah. I mean, he's solidified the fourth receiver role, and he may get some with the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, he, has, he has run his routes awfully well. He's catching the ball. I, I've seen videos of him and doing very well. One of the things they point out, and McCarthy has said it, it's like last year he was pl- playing wide receiver like connect the dots, A to B to C, and he goes, now he's playing football. Yeah. He understands, you know, you just don't execute the route the way it's written down. You've got to be able to read what the defense is doing. And you, do, you have to do it on the run. And he's making yeah. great catches. Uh, so, yeah, he's had a uh, tremendous uh, offseason, and he has earned uh, some snaps. I'll tell you another thing I saw in practice today, and maybe because we don't get to see him in the games, Tony Pollard is running really hard and really fast. Uh, I thought he was explosive in the practice uh, yesterday. So you see no no not, lag at all not, from the, the surgery cuts, itself? Uh, being able to do whatever he wants to do, he's got it down. That is good to hear. The uh, the that, quote I was always worried about that. The surgery. quote from Brian Schottenheimer, who by the way, of course, was on the staff last year and saw him last year in practice too, uh, about Pollard. You feel his speed; it's real. That's good. Yeah, because remember, I was always concerned in losing Zeke that we would lose that punch up the middle, and last year we didn't have it until Zeke was in the game. I'm hoping Pollard is going to be that guy that, you know, he, sometimes you have to change your mentality depending on the play and depending on where you are on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he can get into that mentality where when it's third and, and goal, fourth and goal, I'm, I'm getting this touchdown. 
Yeah, and that, that's what Zeke had. Right. I didn't see Pollard have that last year. I didn't see many backs have that last year when you're talking about Zeke with 12 touchdowns. But I, I, I'm hoping Pollard becomes that guy. And Pollard had, what, nine touchdowns rushing last year. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, there's there's 21 touchdowns between those two players. And so there needs to be somebody beyond even Pollard yeah. who can do that too. Yeah. And I like what I've seen from Rico Dowdle mm-hmm. in the preseason. Okay. You know, as far as his decisiveness and hitting that hole mm-hmm. with, with some abandon. Sometimes that, that's how you go. Yeah. I like that. That's what you need. And it seems like in this offense they're throwing more kind of – swing passes, passes in the flats to mm-hmm. the running backs mm-hmm. and giving them ability to run with the ball. Sort of how they're, you know, trying to uh utilize even more Cavante Turpin. Get him the ball in space and or get him the ball on the run and then let him do his thing. Uh so when we talk about the running backs, they're counting him as a running back, not just a special team guy. So with Tobert, that's five and what they've got to decide is, do they keep six? Simi Fihoko, mm-hmm. Jalen Brooks, mm-hmm. you know, where do those guys fit into the equation? Same thing at the running back. If uh, Pollard's one and you decide Dottles two, Vaughn's three, do you have room for Malik Davis as the fourth? Well, what I saw last year was the running backs were uh, a check down. Now you see that the running back is primary. Like a called play? Yes, mm-hmm. and that you, you get it out to them much quicker. Last year we saw Dak looking down the field, looking down the field, nothing's there, pressure's getting to him, let me just bail out. They're not bailing and out. By, to, and by then the defense is already, already – they're, they're, they're reacting to it too. And, to it. and yeah. actually, you know, we forget this, but that's how they used Emmett. You know, it wasn't yeah. just checkdowns. Yeah. They were putting him in. There's a reason uh, that Emmett averaged about 60, <laughs> 60 to 65 catches a year. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. Along yeah. with yeah. Daryl Johnson, mm-hmm. at least 40. They, those were called plays. Daryl could catch? Daryl could catch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you think back to that San Francisco game in the playoffs with Emmett, you know, it was a pass over the middle, and it was not a dump off. It was he ran a route, turned around, waited for the ball, yeah. and then I believe he went for a touchdown in mm-hmm. that 92 NFC title game. Well, Are it we looks like we're already? out of time. Hey, we got, 10 we got 11 seconds. seconds. It's going to be like okay, a one last mix We're shot. not <laughs> leaving anything on the field, right? Um, so one last mix shot. I, I used the one I was going to tell you. Oh, I know. C.D. Lamb also had a good practice yesterday. He and Dak were on the same page except for one pass, and it got intercepted, and I saw Dak kind of run downfield, and the two talked about it right away. Hey, guys, defensive players, you know, they're out there for a reason. Right, they're supposed okay, to get yeah, the ball. Yeah, they're supposed to make some freaking plays. <laughs> <laughs> but but he and C.D. had a couple. They had a free play on one. There was a, a offsides. And, and Dak threw the ball right down the middle, and he went up. I don't know how he got up that high uh, and made the catch, which reminded me of a catch. You you said only one thing, right? Uh, in training <laughs> camp, uh, he went up so high, it's like he – it was a Michael Jordan thing. He got up, and he stayed up, right? He wasn't coming – Hang like, time. How do you hang like that, <laughs> right, to make a catch and then fall basically on his back because he mm-hmm. got up so high? Uh, he's had an awfully good offseason, or I should say training camp also. All right. You want to do it again on Friday? Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. I nine, got time. Nine o'clock. I got time. Nine, okay. Time. All right. Nine o'clock. You got to wake up early. Eight. I'll be here at eight fifty. Or, or get 8:59. here at eight 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 fifty, <laughs> and then you can have breakfast. 
Oh. Uh, no, I'm going to get breakfast now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. They are going to stay open, so ever now. All right, we appreciate you joining us here for Mix Shots, and we'll see you again Friday Go at 9 a.m. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!